Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd. Can you believe it's August already? Good grief. That's crazy. Wow, I have a hard time even saying that. It's August 2nd, 2023 today. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Sorry the podcast got out late today. We were busy. Um, the school got a new uh, uh, refrigerator, or freezer, I guess, huh? Freezer down there. So we were helping some of the board of property guys to get and the principals to get the freezer down in the basement. So that was a Big job, lots of straps and big commercial. Big seven hundred pound freezer. Seven hundred, do you think? That'd so be I think your, that's your what guess. John said. I think. Oh, okay, okay. It was fun. It was fun. Got the job done. So podcast is late. Sorry about that, but uh, we're here now. So uh, I'd like to begin today with a brief devotional thought based on Psalm ninety. Uh, psalm ninety, interestingly, is the only psalm we know of written by Moses. So Moses, we know, wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, sometimes called the Pentateuch, first five books of the Bible. Um, this it's called. It says in the little subscript there, uh, a psalm of Moses, a, a prayer of Moses, a ma- the man of God. So, um, this prayer apparently was held on to or saved, you know, from the time of Moses, and later on, after, you know, when David and others were writing the Psalms, this was inserted in there and compiled into the, the Book of Psalms as we have it today. So, a little bit of a tidbit from much, much earlier. You know, Moses lived long before David did. So interesting how the Holy Spirit preserved this for us and. It's some very important lessons in there. So, anything you want to say about it before we dive into it? What was Moses' sister's name again? Miriam. Miriam. I was always saying that this is the oldest song, or one of the oldest things of Scripture that we have. Um, but it was written at Moses' end of his life. It is the oldest psalm, 1500 B.C. But Miriam's song that gets recorded after they crossed the Red Sea that she sang with the children of Israel would be the oldest psalm that we have listed in the Bible, I think. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can't think of anything that would be older than that. That would be older than that. Off the top of my head, anyway. So, yeah, that's interesting. Unless Job's got a song. A song? A song, song or song. Not, not yeah. a song, but yeah, I, guess yeah. I don't remember him in any Job, him having a yeah, song. Yeah, I can't song think of anything either. Yeah, he would have been around the time of Abraham, you know, yeah. earlier than that, too. But, yeah, I can't think of anything. That's so, oldest psalm, maybe second oldest song recorded in the Bible. That we know of, yeah. yeah. I guess we don't really know when in Moses' life this was written. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Could I, be. I think. Well, I think. I think there's some evidence in there, and I've heard or read something that it was probably pretty close to when he died, so likely 120 years old. But yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to read the first four verses today. Now we haven't even started yet, so <laughs> let's do that. First four verses. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. So the reason I kind of, well, this was part of our Read the Bible in a Year program on our website, but the reason this kind of stuck out to me today is kind of as we're moving towards the the next school year. It's on my mind, obviously. We're we're in the month of August, and the next school year is coming. It's a it's a reminder that even though as time seems to fly by and it's hard to believe it's August in school almost already, um, these verses remind us that to the Lord, you know, time really is is irrelevant. It's not. It's not. It's not 
something that binds or constricts him because he is the creator of time. And we read about that right at the very beginning of the Bible. It says, in the beginning. The only reason there was a beginning was because God started it. You know, God is outside of time and God created time on the very first day. You know, the first day we say, well, he created light. And that's true, but another one thing that God created was time. You know, there can't be a beginning without the creation of time. And such time is such a integral and, and essential part of our day-to-day life that we hardly even think of it or we, you know, we hardly even can perceive the concept of a lack of time. And so here Moses, you know, and you mentioned earlier, Moses lived 120 years, right? Very long life, uh, even, even compared to today, a very long life. Um, but it's a reminder from Moses that throughout all generations and throughout our earthly lives, um, God is our dwelling place. So you could think of like a refuge or a place that we put our hope, our trust, our are that we rely on and then he takes a step back and he looks at the big perspective he said before the mountains were brought forth before you formed the earth and the world so he goes back to creation too he said from everlasting to everlasting you are god and that really emphasizes the eternal nature of god the fact that god always was and the fact that god always will be you know that's it's so hard to wrap your mind around that (laughs) um i think maybe we can kind of well, we can't truly understand, but we can kind of think of the idea of forever, you know, in eternity in the future. You know, we can imagine that lasting forever because we exist today and we presume we'll exist tomorrow uh, if the Lord wills. But the idea of always existing, looking back into eternity is just, it's mind boggling. How can there be a being? How can there be something without a beginning? You know, um, but that's what Mo- Moses clearly says here from everlasting to everlasting, um, you are God. Before you formed the world, you always were. And that's not just God the Father, but it's also God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And so you can think of those many references in the Bible. Think of uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can think of uh, the I am who I am God, the God who always has been and always will be. You can think of I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's so many references in the Bible about God always being from before and always being into eternity. And then you take this concept of who God is and his being and then you think of ourselves and human beings and he says you return man to dust you know as human being you know we had a funeral on Monday for uh, Marv Lighting dust to dust ashes to ashes you know that's what we that's what we say as part of the, the uh, committal right is remembering that we return to the dust after our lives we return to dust and I don't know maybe what, what does that what does that do for you pastor as you think about eternity from from everlasting to everlasting you think about the big picture of who god is and then you think about our frail mortal frames and moses puts these two things so back to back what do you think what point is he kind of trying to make or what uh how is he trying to encourage us or comfort us through this well, i think both of us have had themes in our recent victory services we've been doing that really death is the ultimate preaching of the law you know the wages of sin is death and that whole idea of our mortality compared to god's you know, infinity is everlasting, everlasting is eternal life. You know, verse 4 does bring that out so well. A thousand years in your sight are like a day or like yesterday. I think it doesn't Second Peter often, Second uh, Peter talks about that too. Quotes, with, yeah. the, with the day of the Lord, it's like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. So you know, this idea that why wouldn't we trust God who knows all things, sees all things, and even in the passing of our own lives and in our passing from death to eternal life, you know, that's idea that the Lord's in control. You know, we don't have anything to worry about because our eternal God who loves us dearly ultimately shows us, yeah, we're going to return to the dust. But when we do that, 
it's not that he's seen our souls being destructed or destroyed, our, our body will be destroyed, but he's promising that eternal life and the resurrection. So, you know, later on in the psalm, Moses points out, Eternal Lord, how long have compassion on your servants, right? Deliver us from this body of death, just like Paul talks about in the epistles. So there's a lot of powerful truths here about death and life in Christ. And I think Moses, looking back on his life, is really reflecting on all these different truths that he learned from a, a young age. How old was Marv? Was he 94 or 95? 94. 94, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you think about 94 years, that, you know, from my perspective as a 33-year-old, that's a long, a long, almost long life. Triple almost. Triple, almost triple, yeah. But uh, um, and you, when you think about the big perspective of the age of the earth, you know, 33 years, 94 years, it's just a blip, you know. Yeah. And our life, our lives are just, you know, James says our, our lives are like the mist in the morning, you know, it, it fades away, you know, the sun comes up and it's gone. And that's what our lives are. Our lives are just little blips. And there's two ways you can take that is one, you can realize that one, one way you can take that is my life is so insignificant, so unimportant, and nobody cares about me. And I'm just a blip on the radar. So who cares? <laughs> I might as well do whatever I want in my life. Or you can realize, yes, your life is insignificant in the grand scheme of the universe, but God loved you so much. He sent Jesus to die on the cross and to give you not just a little blip on the radar, but to give you eternal life. Um, and that's, that's the comfort and hope from these passages, I think, is, you know, when you look at, when you look at God who is eternal and when you're going through whatever struggle you're going through, and our struggles are very real, you know, and that's something I always try to help. I always talk to parents about, you know, when you're dealing with a child who's going through a difficulty, it's easy to dismiss their struggle. You know, you think of the high schooler who's, you know, their friend was mean to him, <laughs> you know, and it's like, get some perspective. Come on. It's not that big of a deal. But to the high schooler, it is a big deal. Or you think of the little kid who's, you know, their toy broke and they're distraught, you know, and you can say, it's just a toy, it's not a big deal. Well, to them it is a big deal, you know, and having that, being able to empathize and have perspective with them and realize what their narrow perspective is as a young person. But then when you realize, actually my perspective is very narrow too, much more, much narrower in perspective compared to God's, you know, and, and I'm going through, what am I going through? Sickness, injury, death, family problems, you know, cancer, whatever it might be. And you might think, boy, this is such a big deal, or boy, this is so hard. But when you look at it from God's perspective, who is from everlasting to everlasting, and who sees all things and knows all things and works all things for good, boy, isn't that a comforting thing that He's in control of it all, and He's in He's in charge of all these things. And you know, we are we're just dust. And He says, "Return, O children of man, return to dust." You know, and when we do return to dust, it's all part of God's plan for us too. And so, there's so much comfort in just taking all the worries and anxieties of our life and putting them in God's hands and saying, "Lord." You take care of this because you are God from everlasting to everlasting and all these things. A thousand years is but as yesterday to you, you know. And think about that. A thousand years ago today, it was 1023 A.D. How long, you know, that was, think how much the world has changed in the last thousand years. But to God, it's just, just as yes, it says yesterday. Yeah. You know, not a big deal. And we get so caught up in the worries and anxieties and nervousness of our day-to-day -day life. Take a minute today, if you can, and just air out your worries and concerns to God and leave it in his hands. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He's in control of all things. He knows all things. He's got all things in his hands, and he's going to protect and provide for us according to his good and gracious will. Any other thoughts there? No, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love Psalm 90. It's really a good one. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, the, the worries and anxieties of our day-to-day -day life seek to overwhelm us so often, but Jesus came and promised, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, give to each of us rest as we make our way through the end of the summer summer month. 
Uh, bless us as we prepare for the school year, as we keep perspective on the truly important things in our lives, the family and faith that you have blessed us all with, our church and our uh, friend, church community. Uh, please help all of us as we continue to work together to uh, accomplish the ministry you've given to us, that we can share the peace you've blessed us with with others. We pray all these things in your saving name. Amen. Amen. All right, some weekday uply. Hmm. Some weekly updates and reminders for us. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, online midweek Bible class. Pastor's leading that, so I hope you can join us for that. Yeah, tonight we're going through the Church of the Beatitudes. So it's a church that was built in the general location of where they think that Jesus would have likely preached the Sermon on the Mount. So mm-hmm. we're going to be taking a look at the Sermon on the Mount in that uh, region there with some pictures and so forth. Pretty nice church there. And a uh, neat location, very beautiful gardens and so forth. So Cool. All right. I um, want to give everybody a heads up. They are just started working on the school roof today, so um, keep an eye keep keep an eye out. I guess as you use that south school entrance, um, there's lots of ladders, people up there banging around on the roof and stuff. So don't be surprised when you see that, and uh, uh, try to stay safe around all that activity going on up there. I don't know how long it's supposed to take. I think they're done this week. Finish it up. Do it all this week. Huh? I think so. Okay. Uh, coming up this weekend, we are taking another time and talent offering. So we did one of these in May for the months of May, June, July, and August. Um, now we're doing another one for the months of August, September, October, November. So uh, hopefully you can uh, come to church this weekend for communion uh, and uh, take that time and talent offering. And if you're not available to come in, we will be sending out an online version as well. So uh, if you're not able to attend in person, you can look for that. We'll also have paper copies available in the entryway. So this time and talent is just a way for us to the leaders here to manage to communicate to you um, the different areas that we need your help and support in our ministry here in the coming months. So please uh, fill that out and stay tuned. If you've done something this last quarter, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to do it again this coming quarter. It just gives us an opportunity to recommit ourselves to some service of time to the Lord. As a, I like the way you put it, as a, as a service offering so that we offer our, our monetary gifts and our plate offerings, but this is a way to serve our Lord with our time and our talents as well. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, coming up in a couple weeks, uh, the Adopt a Highway is taking place, I guess, 10 days from today. So, not this weekend, but the next weekend, Saturday, uh, we'll be doing Adopt a Highway. We do three a year. The church does the first two, and then we have the, the high school does the, the last one. So, this coming uh, next Saturday, at, we'll go from 9 to 10.30 for the Adopt a Highway, August 12th. That same weekend, I'm planning on doing a pulpit exchange with Pastor Jonathan Schnoes from the Morris Congregation. So he'll be coming down here for those two services, and I'll be going up there. And the idea is to do an evangelism mission festival. So there's not going to be a special presentation. We're not going to worry about doing any kind of like big meal or anything like that. He's just going to come and guest preach here, and I'll go up there, and we'll be sharing evangelism mission thoughts. The outreach committee is hoping this fall when we would generally have more of a mission festival to do a seminar of the CLC uh, Committee of Domestic Fields will be doing a seminar, and we're hoping to have them come here to do that on missions as well. Uh, that Monday, following that weekend, the Committee of the Congregation is meeting to discuss the choir policy, so that'll be August 14th at 7 p.m., so please note that in your calendars. Um, that later that week, the school open house is Thursday night, uh, August 17th, um, so that's coming up very, very quickly, two weeks from tomorrow. And the first day of school is August 1st, so all that's coming down the pike. Um, we will start Sunday school and Bible class following Labor Day weekend, as we normally do. Um, our prayer list for this weekend, cancer patients Carrie Dale, John Hine, and Will Rucker. 
continue to keep the family of Marv Lighting in our prayers. As mentioned, the funeral was on Monday, uh, so we keep Mar the, uh, his whole family in our prayers. We pray for Margaret Schreier. She took a fall apparently earlier today um, and is uh, maybe currently in surgery or needs to have surgery done uh, here in the next day or two. So, so we keep Margaret in our prayers. Our hymn of the day today is hymn 529 in the Red Hymnal. I leave all things to God's direction. He loveth me in weal and woe. His will is good, true his affection. With tender love his heart doth glow. My fortress and my rock is he. What pleaseth God, that pleaseth me. My God hath all things in his keeping. He is the ever faithful friend. He grants me laughter after weeping, and all his ways in blessing end. His love endures eternally. What pleaseth God, that pleaseth me. The will of God shall be my pleasure, while here on earth is mine abode. My will is wrong beyond all measure. It doth not will what pleaseth God. The Christian's motto e'er must be, what pleaseth God, that pleaseth me. God knows what must be done to save me. His love for me will never cease. Upon his hands he did engrave me with purest gold of loving grace. His will supreme must ever be, what pleaseth God, that pleaseth me. My God desires the soul's salvation. Me also he desires to save. Therefore with Christian resignation all earthly troubles I will brave. His will be done eternally, what pleaseth God, that pleaseth me. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.